let me shut my oh. outlook down. Oh, it's already started. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. We are very excited to welcome our guest, Aurora Gregory. This episode is going to be very, very exciting. Why? Because we're talking about all things pitching, y'all. Perfecting your pitch. Why I invited Aurora Gregory is although we are in the same sandbox of coaching individuals in the speaking industry, I thought it was very, very, very exciting to hear another coach talk about pitching in the way that she does. And with her experience working with global brands, being in communications herself, uh, working with corporate speakers bureau programs and helping hundreds, hundreds of speakers get on local and national stages and beyond. I thought it would be a great, exciting conversation to have two speaker coaches here that are sharing their experiences, but talking about this valuable skill that we all need to attain. So welcome to the show, Aurora. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have been looking forward to this. Every time it, you know, kind of popped up on my calendar, it's like, oh, your conversation with Jasmine is coming up. I'm, I just, I got a little excited. So I'm, I'm super thrilled to be here. Yes, absolutely. So I, I, I think what really excited me when I had the opportunity to finally talk with you, because we kind of, we, there was kind of like an exchange or I saw that your name was being mentioned. Like someone had asked, we were in the same group, y'all. Right. Someone asked about speaking and people tagged me and then they kept tagging Aurora, 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 Aurora. I was like, who's this lady? Right. <laughs> and then I had the opportunity to meet her in person. And let me tell you, she was like, Jasmine, right? Like she hugged me. The energy was so beautiful. And then I got a chance to really get to know her by having a chat outside of that very busy yeah. conference. Very, and I, yeah. <laughs> I think it was really beautiful to hear hear a part of your story. So I would love to know why you've, you know, specialized in this particular aspect and what led you there. Yeah. And our, our, our meeting was so, it was so terrific. It just had, it was just kind of had some perfection to it, the way it all came together. And yeah. so um, my, you know, my speaker story is um, an interesting one. I, I, I discovered the I guess the power of public speaking as a 14 year old, I was a semifinalist in a speech contest and I will fully admit, I did not want to be in the speech contest. My eighth grade social studies teacher, Mr. Johnson, hat tip to him, um, actually pushed me to do, he, he basically said, no, you're doing this. And um, I, you know, entered the contest and as a 14 year old ended up as a semifinalist and I didn't win the contest. And even today, I can remember the exact moment when I lost the contest. <laughs> there was something that I did in my presentation. I realized, I think you just lost. Um, but I, what I realized in that at that time was the power of being at a podium on a stage, having a powerful story to either tell of your own or in the case of the contest that I was in, telling someone, sharing someone else's stories and my perspectives, my very young 14 year old perspectives on, you know, on watching someone else's life. And I saw the power of it and recognized how, um, you know, just what you could do from the stage and connecting with an audience. And so that was, um, that was kind of my introduction to it. And, you know, throughout the course of my educational life and my corporate life, I, you know, always did well in presenting. 
But it wasn't until I became a corporate consultant that I actually kind of leaned into the world of speaking and in particular working with people and uh, on, on how to pitch and land stages. Um, it was something that I was asked to do by one of my corporate clients to help them do a better job of getting on stages with their senior executives and developed a strategy that has been serving them very well. And now I'm using that same strategy to help a speaker of any kind, whether you're an entrepreneur, a coach, an author who wants to use stages, um, I, you know, I've got a pitching strategy that is very effective and that works really well in, in helping you secure secure that place um, behind a microphone. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I, I think what I found so encouraging just to hear from you is like, we can pull all of our gifts from various different aspects of, of our life, and career to create some phenomenal things. And that's what you've been able to do. I, I would love to know, like, just from your experience and the work that you've done with helping other people land um, stages, what are some myths that you think they come in with before they are actually out there pitching themselves? You know, I think a lot of the myths that um, that that exist are true, whether you're from a corporate organization or whether you're an individual, you know, entrepreneur or a coach or just someone who's, you know, trying to add speaking to their business or build a speaking business. When I started working with my corporate clients, I think they, what they thought was that on the strength of their brand alone, they were qualified to be on the stage. And these are some, you know, some incredible brands. And I think that the, the minimal success that they did have was, basically because of the organization they represented, but it wasn't enough for them to land stages consistently or to get the number of speakers that they wanted on particular stages. Um, it, it, the, the brand alone was not enough. I, I think what's important to remember is that, especially in the world that we live in right now, um, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic and all of the things that happened in this very, you know, compact period of time, 24, 27 months of, you know, some really powerful shifts in our culture and our society. Um, it's not enough for you to be just a woman or a person of color or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the flavor of the month happens to be. You have got to have an incredible, um, powerfully, a powerful commitment to the audience that you serve. Um, I did a, a coaching session with someone um, earlier this week. And one of the things that she talked about was this, you know, feeling like she kind of stumbled around knowing exactly who her audience was. She knew what she wanted to do for them, but she didn't know who they actually were. So we spent some time really kind of working on that. It, when you don't know who your audience is, it makes it very hard to pitch stages because you don't know if you're landing landing correctly. You don't even know if you're going after the right stage because you don't know if the people that you actually serve are actually going to be in the audience. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage, you know, any speaker, you know, do the quiet work of defining your audience well, and everything else kind of falls out of that, how you structure the knowledge that you want to share or how you shape the portions or the parts of your story that, that make up your pitch and your um, signature speech. All of those things are driven out of who your audience is, because ultimately what your goal is, is to serve them. You want to serve from the stage and you want to serve them well. And you do that when you know them well. 
So I think that's really one of the, that's like myth number one, mistake number one that I see most speakers make. And it doesn't matter what, what area you come from, corporate or entrepreneur, that same mistake gets made pretty regularly. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, the clarity part is often pulled to the wayside, I have to say. I think a lot of people, because I work mostly with entrepreneurs or even professionals who are looking to build a new leg of income, the number one question they always are asking, I want to get paid to speak. How do right. I get paid? How do I get paid? How do I get paid? Right. Get paid with clarity. Right. <laughs> Because. And that's, you know, and that, that's all the work that has to happen, like away from the microphone. It happens off the stage. Um, you know, I, I'll share a bit of a story. I, I went to um, a networking event. It was um, a speaker community. I was not a, a, a huge part of the community, but I was aware of them. I was in a, a, one of their Facebook groups and they were having a, a, a networking event very close to me. And so I thought, oh, you know what, let me, let me go to this. I want to, you know, see what, see what a speaker event is like, especially with this particular community. And so I'm with a group of people who are speaking, who have been speakers, are building their speaking business. And it was so interesting because of course, in that group, the, the natural question that you're going to ask every person when you meet them is, so what do you speak about? Yes. Very natural question. And so you would think that this group of people would have this, you know, beautiful set, what I call a beautiful mouthful of words to describe what they talk about and who they speak to. Mm -hmm. I probably asked that question to three, maybe four different people that I met that night. And all none of them could articulate it in just a very succinct way. They chose that opportunity to take some, one woman in particular took five minutes, I know, because I checked my watch when I realized how long she was going to basically give me her full 35 minute presentation shoved into five minutes. Wow. We, it was incredible. I was like, okay, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got to do, I got to do a little on the spot coaching and she received it well, which was, which I was glad about, but it really helped me understand that for a lot of us who are speakers, we really need to be able to do that quiet work, that still work of like, okay, who is my audience and what is the message I have for them? And then what is the, 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 that beautiful mouthful of words that I give that I use to describe it to someone, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you can have a stage anytime you want, even in line at Starbucks, you turn around and talk to someone at Starbucks and chat them up a little bit, ask them what they do. They're going to ask you what you do. That's your opportunity to practice like, oh, I'm a speaker and I speak to women about how they can improve their lives through organization, um, meditation, like whatever the words are. But yeah. you got to be able to practice and, and, and have be able to do that. It's, it's another one of those mistakes that I think, Jasmine, you and I have probably seen a lot of speakers make. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm going on tour in a <laughs> couple of weeks for that very reason, because people are not taking the time to understand that. And I feel that once I understood that as a speaker, once I understood what my reason for being there was, who I needed to speak to and, and what, and how I needed to structure my own presentation to reach their heart, which is why my methodology is called the heart methodology. It just transformed everything for me. It does. And everything. it makes 
everything. It makes everything so much easier. I mean, yeah, yeah. Once once you do that, you can, it makes pitching stages easier. It makes finding stages easier. It makes responding to questions for, um, for events that, you know, the questions that they ask you about, you know, who you are and what you do and what you have to offer it, all of it becomes easy once you get clear on who you speak to and what you have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it came to the point where I didn't even have to send in applications. People were yeah. coming to me. And that's how you know that you're you're creating lasting change in mm-hmm. the lives of the people that you're speaking to. And you can do it in a matter of a short period of time. Yep, um, absolutely. And so I think what people need to understand is like when it comes to speaking, you're pitching is happening in multiple ways. It's happening on how you're showing up on social. It's Mm -hmm. happening in what you're putting, even in your description on social. It's happening in conversations where you may be in a live in-person event like Aurora and I were in. Um, It's happening everywhere, everywhere. It's absolutely true. And, you know, we've all been in, you know, similar to the way that we got connected initially is, you know, even even in responding to threads, um, you know, someone may tag you in a thread, you know, who talks about, you know, baking chocolate chip cookies? Oh, it's it's Susan. Susan. Susan is the baker. You know, being able to respond to that with a little bit more than just, oh, thanks for tagging me. No, you need to be able to respond to that with, oh, thanks so much for tagging me. Yes, chocolate cookie, chocolate chip cookies are my passion. And I believe that they solve all the problems of the world for women and children. And I can talk about, I love to talk about this and this and this and this when I get a chance to be on a podcast. I'd love to be on your show. Guess what? You just pitched. You just pitched. But you can't do that. You can't do that unless you have the clarity around what your chocolate chip cookie is. Yes, yes. And so what what I hope that the listeners are are getting from this conversation is that you can serve from the heart, you can make an impact, you can certainly build recurring income through speaking, but there is some foundational work that needs to happen if you want to take it seriously. Otherwise, you're going to continue being a hobbyist speaker, you're going to get on some stages here, there, you're going to speak about any and everything, including the kitchen sink, instead of really working towards a strategy that leads, leads to sustainability and longevity. And that's why we're here. We want to create a legacy. That's why this is the Legacy Speaker Show, right? We want to do something a little bit more beyond just showing up and sharing our voice, but let's do something that could really make lasting change, like really, really get you to, excited to wake up you know, on, on a busy day and, and get your work done. Absolutely. It's, it's so true. You know, you talked about, you know, the idea that, at, you know, after a certain point of time, you don't, um, you're, you're not, you don't, you know, you're not, don't even feel like you're filling out applications or call for speakers anymore. You hit what I call the referral point. It's the point in time where you're now being referred as a speaker rather than you constantly, you know, consistently having to, to, to proactively go after stages yourself. And, you know, that happens when when you've got that clarity, when when, you know, hitting that referral point um, happens when you are bringing just a lot of 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 deep clarity, consistency to your presentations. Um, Certainly, as you just get more experienced as a speaker, you become a better you know master of the stage. All of those things start to work together. And but even when you hit that referral point, when you're no longer 
applying to speak as often, you still need to have that really solid pitch because that person that you've been referred to and you're working with a new event planner, well, they're going to begin to do the work of promoting you as a speaker to their audience. And you want to make their job as easy as possible. So if you've got a lot of clarity, you've got those, you know, those descriptions of, of your presentations down so that they just flow beautifully. They're just a great set of words. It, you make that event planner's job so easy. I'm, I'm a big believer in that, that you, you want to, part of our job as a speaker is to make that event planner, make her, his or her job super easy and to make them look like a rock star because they hired us to come and speak. And one of the ways that we do that is, is having a lot of clarity around what we do so that they can be clear about promoting us. Yeah, I really love that you bring that up. And I now I've had experience of growing a speaking career and it getting to that referral part, right? And then deciding to shift and pivot who I'm speaking to. Mm -hmm. And that is very humbling because you have to get back down to the nitty gritty of what it takes to actually build a speaking right. uh, career, right? So I'm in the middle of that right now. And that requires, again, that clarity and going out there and pitching. So I would love to know for you, like, have you worked with clients who have are experienced speakers and they're getting to a place where they want to make a shift? I've heard different schools of thoughts. I decided to go the cold turkey route, right? <laughs> um, and didn't ease my way into it. I was like, nope, uh, I'm done, right? Um, but would love to know from your experience, especially if we have some ex uh, some seasoned speakers that are listening, what are some ways in which they can kind of refine themselves if they decide to change their pitch mm -hmm. and decide to change their topic and even industry? You know, it, it, it's a little bit, you know, that I don't know if you remember the kids game shoots and ladders where you would you know, move, your little, move your little marker along and, you know, sometimes you'd have a ladder and it would move you up the board. And then sometimes you would end on a shoot or a slide and it would slide you all the way back down to someplace. And then you'd keep rolling the dice to keep, you know, get yourself back up, you know, changing your, your pitch, your topic. Um, if it, if it, if it's a, if the topic that you're changing to is to a completely different audience, the new topic, doesn't necessarily apply to the audience that you have been speaking to. That is a little bit of a shoot game. You're going to slide down a little bit because you have to you have to get acclimated to this new group of people. You kind of have to learn them a little bit. You you probably know them. You you may be even of that group, but you need to get back in touch with what their needs are, what their struggles are. Um, I love to ask questions like, you know, what are their pain points and how do they talk about them? And how do they feel about whether or not a solution exists? Do they believe that there is a solution or do they not believe that there's a solution and they feel they're they're on the hopeless side? So for a speaker that's pivoting, it really does go back to the beginning of getting back in touch with that um, with 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 who that audience is, while at the same time tapping into your expertise, I would love to see a seasoned speaker that's looking to pivot use what we have available to us, which is a stage anytime we want, and start to do some live streams. Start talking about 
this new topic, get out, you know, start using some words, start, get, get yourself some practice in, in really speaking about it. Um, find some podcasts that maybe you can pitch yourself to where you get an opportunity to just get in the flow of this new world that you're wanting to serve while you build all the pieces that you need, like your structured pitches, um, learning what events are out there. Where does this audience gather? And why do they gather? Is it a con are they conventions and conferences? Are they smaller meetups? Um, are they not in person at all? Does it all happen virtually? So much to learn. So, you know, it is a bit of a coming down, I believe. But you, but you can be in the flow of building while you're getting all of your pieces together. Yes, I love that. So there's hope out there. <laughs> always, always hope. This is. There's never been a better time ever in the world it to me to be a speaker because yeah. we have so many so many opportunities available to us i you know when i started the work of pitching and supporting speakers in pitching stages we didn't have a lot of digital opportunities the idea of a virtual conference didn't even exist yeah. um, it was live stage or nothing Mm -hmm. Now there's so many more opportunities for speakers, seasoned, new, newer speakers, um, people who, you know, have speaking as just, you know, a, one stream of revenue versus someone who it is their main stream of revenue. There's so many opportunities to speak. There's so the the, the word stage has such broad meaning that we didn't have even five years ago. So there's always hope. And if you have a message and you know that it belongs, you know, out in the world, do not be discouraged about by the work that needs to be done. Just be about the work that needs to be done. And let's get your message out. There are people out there that are, that need to hear what only you can tell them. And so you, 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 you are, you're, you're hurting them by not doing the work to get out there and get your message heard. Yes, absolutely. And I personally feel there are people in your audience who are waiting to hear your story. I have a, a friend of mine who gave me something when I was first starting out and with my pivot and my change in my own business and what I'm doing today. And it reads, share your story to set someone else free. And so I such firmly power. believe that. I firmly believe that. Yeah, such, such power. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So I would love for you to share how people can get in contact with you. One of the things that Aurora gifted me was her wonderful book that talks all about the pitching. Please share with us what that yes, looks I'm like. Hold up my book here. It's called <laughs> Get Picked. <laughs> so as I, as I shared when, you know, in working with corporate clients, um, it, me and, and a colleague working together um, developed a, a, a really effective strategy on how to pitch stages and what the elements are of a, what we call an irresistible pitch or an irresistible speaker proposal. We use that strategy for, gosh, easily 10 plus years with corporate clients. Um, I won't bore you with a lot of stories, but we were super successful. As a matter of fact, we just used it, um, you know, it's, it's our signature approach. I have a group of clients that are um, kicking off a conference. The conference kicks off on Sunday. We submitted 19 proposals for this conference. 14 of them were selected. So we've got 14 speakers that are going to be on a, on a national stage this weekend. I'm super excited about it. And the exact strategy that we use is covered in my book called Get Picked Tips, Tricks, and Tools 
for creating an irresistible speaker proposal. It's available on Amazon. You can get it in a um, Kindle format or a hard copy. I personally like the hard copy because this is um, this is a manual. It's a primer. It's not a book that you read one time and say, okay, I've got it. This is a book you're going to pick up every time you need to create a new pitch. Um, so I would encourage you to, to check out the book. And then if you're someone, if you're a speaker that's, you know, using, you're, you're kind of in the flow, you maybe have been pitching, you maybe you get a chance to, um, to you get requests for proposals all the time. That was a, another, you know, you know, weak place that I saw in the speaker community. Um, I have a collection of speaker proposal templates. It's called the Get Picked Toolkit. You can find it at thegetpickedtoolkit.com. Love for you to take a look at it. It's um, templates with writing prompts. So I give you some guidance on what, not only what should go in a proposal, but what you should write in the different sections of that proposal. So you'll get some good training on, on, on how to create an effective proposal for your next, um, your next request. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aurora, for being on the show. I really appreciate you. I loved it. Jasmine, thank you so much. I'm just um, cheering for you and your audience. I, I just love, I love the work that you're doing. Let's hear it for, for legacy speakers. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope that our discussion today got you extremely excited for your next pitch. We know that speaking is a long game. It's also a relationship um, experience where you are going to be meeting a lot of people along your journey and you have a short period of time to go out there and actually share your message, whether in written form or actually sharing with someone right face to face, just like Aurora and I have met each other in a live in-person event. I hope that this encouraged you go out and grab the resources. And if you know that you need assistance with refining your presentation skills, creating your signature talk, or even monetizing your expertise for the stage, please reach out to me at jasminehaley.com and I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.